February 20th. It is President's Day if you observe it. Uh, and I am joined by none other than my dear friend, my producer, my co-host, my homie, Chris Alemo. Welcome back. What's up, Q? Man, it's weird being on a different seat. What does it mean observing President's Day? Like, if you celebrate it, like, I, I, how? What do you celebrate President's Day with? Are, are you president? Do you gotta do that? Like, well, so like, as someone who's unemployed, like holidays, <laughs> I I don't celebrate slash celebrate every holiday because like I'm never at work. But I I remember Bitcoin Magazine like President's Day is a holiday that you guys. Oh, get not to. this year, my friend. Not it's this a bad year. Fair market. <laughs> <laughs> Man, shit's really gone downhill. <laughs> Not this. I'd have something friend. to say about that. <laughs> you can hit up CK after this. I will absolutely hit up CK after this, <laughs> bro. <laughs> That's not American. But no, so okay, so you guys don't. So you guys at Bitcoin Magazine are not observing President's Day. My not this my year. No, she does not observe. Her company does not observe president's day so that that is what i mean like if you got today off good for you your company observes president's day i hope you yeah. were productive and had a wonderful day and i am grateful that you are here tuning in at the end of your holiday weekend with us all right i want to start with the story that you and i were talking about offline because chris think it chris thinks this is fake I think whether it's fake or not, it raises a lot of red flags and questions as to just this is where we are as you know, we try to build a global monetary network. But apparently, inscription 2042 sounds like this. I realize I'm playing that and... The volumes in my headphones—it's not playing. But I, it's I, I heard fart. it. I, I heard it. Oh, you heard it? I did. Okay, great. It's a fart, apparently, yeah. allegedly, allegedly. Inscription twenty forty two is a fart. Um, I get it. Free market, whatever you want to put on. If someone wants it, someone wants it, right? Like. We sold fart in a jars, and this is just the digitized version of fart in a jar. Um, apparently, according to Reddit, however, uh, inscription 2042 sold for roughly 280,000 US dollars or about 12.3 Bitcoin. So that's two entry tickets into eternal titties, eternal riches, and big, big titties. Bitties. Bitches. <laughs> yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, Dude. big titty bitches. Eternal riches and big titty bitches. I mean, like, freedom money and unconfiscatable money, and this is what we do. I mean, let's be honest. Like, the internet was always going to go this route. Uh, but I do think, I do think, honestly, that it sounded like fake. Like, I don't think that's a real fart. Like, I think that's literally like soundboard fart, like, that you'd find. Uh, but I don't know. That's just me. I'm going to save that as, like, my soundboard fart. Because, like, in the event that it is real, well, guess what? That's a $280,000 or 12.3 Bitcoin fart every time I play it. Yeah. Come come get me for copyright. I dare you. 
I do, yeah. Whoever owns Inscription 2042, if it is in fact a fart, please confirm it. Let us know. But also, yeah, I don't know how copyright law works with inscriptions and like cryptocurrencies and stuff right? like that. Like it's not a thing. But like I don't, I don't know. It's it's fascinating. I don't know. It. I, I do think, and so I will caveat. Like I do think inscriptions do have a place. Like like people, for example, like if you're in China and you want to send a message and the government's like stopping your message, you can write an inscription that like. Maybe it's plans for in the case of this happens, go to this location. And that's like forever there. So I do think there is something for it. I, I know that people have talked from the 3D gun printing community, said they want to put up like the PDFs or the the blueprints for how to like 3D print guns. Um, you know, maybe in, maybe like a WikiLeaks could use this for like, hey, a government says you need to shut down your servers and your website. You're like, bro, it's, it's in the inscription. Like you can't shut this down. Like governments, US, foreign or abroad can't stop these things. So like, I do think inscriptions do have a place, but it's very funny that like, it's very much the meme and NFT culture that it is today. But like, I do think they, they have value. Like there is valuable information that can be relayed through inscriptions. Memes are also valuable. Like that's memes, true. Have a place. That's true. memes are valuable, but like, let, like we can objectively look at this and say like, Hey, we probably don't need a fart on the blockchain just possibly maybe in there in some future civilization we've progressed so far that like we no longer fart but i'm more concerned about like what are we eating at that point of humanity that like we're not farting because if you're not farting you're not eating healthy I mean, the, the thing that's the saddest part, like I would have embarrassed to pay a hundred thousand sats. I think it's even worse that you said this guy's paying like, you know, a private 12, break. 12.3 Bitcoin. Like yeah, not exactly. an like, insignificant sum. Yeah. Like it, like an executive at a bank salary for like this, for this fart inscription. Like it's insert absurd. Oh man. So like, I, like I'm curious, do you think just the fact that something like this can be done or the fact that, you know, most of the inscriptions now are just different JPEGs. Like Jason Williams brought over his board eight to the ordinal blockchain. Now that's like up for debate and like it's turning into its own whole thing about whether or not he could do that. So like, is there a place of privilege where like, that's the majority of conversations happening around Bitcoin versus, you know, out of necessity, different countries, like having their information stored on the blockchain or like sending things like how to make 3D printed guns because, you know, we're desperate and there's some crazy, you know, situation. government, like fighting their citizens. Right. Like, we, like these are not actual concerns that we have today right now. So does that leave room for ordinals to essentially like, I don't want to say blossom because they almost paint it in and my bias will come out. It saying it blossoms into this, like it's too positive of a connotation, but like it's transforming into just like exactly what the NFTs were. And if that's all this is going to be like, this kind of just feels silly to me personally. Yeah. I mean, I think like history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. Like I'm going to assume like 99% of the inscriptions are going to go to zero or near zero, maybe a few people profit along the way. But I think there's only going to be like 1% that are valuable, quote unquote, like, like we said, 3d printed guns, like a WikiLeaks type situation, or, you know, just giving information that's valuable or quote unquote, like someone actually sees as valuable, not just as like a dick, butt JPEG on the blockchain. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think that's my two sats for it. I do think it, it may, 
makes, I don't want to say perverse incentive, but it's definitely like if you're trying to do an inscription, you're trying to assume that one sat doesn't equal one sat. I know that there's like art attached to it, but like you're definitely trying to create this like secondary like market dynamic of like these, this one sat costs more than one sat. You know what I mean? And to your point, like paying 12 and a half Bitcoin, I'm, like I said, I'd be embarrassed to pay 100,000 sats, let alone 12 and a half Bitcoin worth. For the right, like, inscription. like that's the part of this equation that it will never from everything i've learned about bitcoin so either i have a lot more to let me rephrase that i already have a lot more to learn about bitcoin like that but there's stop. a whole nother avenue that you weren't considering now, or... now it's like oh i now have to reconsider the possibility that one sat doesn't equal one sat and that was like the whole basis of this immutable money this yeah. just digital gold with a hard cap that was supposed to not well, inflate so so this is a good question like god forbid satoshi's coins were to come back on the market let's just say like not the genesis block but like bitcoin you know bitcoin 51 like as in you know the genesis block the 50 bitcoin are locked in but if bitcoin 51 or you know the 51st bitcoin that was mined would someone pay an enormous a fee for like satoshi's bitcoin like like verifiable, like it's on the market, like we're selling it at auction. Somehow they got, someone got a handle of it. Maybe Satoshi's like, hey, I'm selling my first Bitcoin. What do you think like realistically that goes for? I'm assuming it goes for more than one Bitcoin, but I, I don't know, like we, we're not in that situation. I'm assuming some person would pay way more to say like, this is the Bitcoin, you know, and maybe they, they put it, I don't want to say in a burn address, but like they put it in an open dime or they put it like in something to like, in case, like this is the first Bitcoin that was available on the Bitcoin blockchain from Satoshi. It's, you know, verifiable. Uh, I'm not saying that will happen, but like, what do you think the market goes for? If, if someone's going to pay 12 and a half for the fart, at least it's got to go for more than 12 and a half. You know what I mean? Like, I hope that I accidentally stumbled into like just 10 sats from satoshi's wallet and that one day someone <laughs> offers me just one bitcoin for 10 sats like sure sure if, I'd if, honestly that, feel if that happens q i'm more convinced it's like the nsa that created bitcoin and they're like dust attacking us so we can track what we do <laughs> i mean honest to god man like i don't think i could look at someone seriously if they were to be like hey man like i'm trying to like i want to recreate like one whole bitcoin of satoshi's and like attract 10 sats to one of your wallets like can you send me these 10 sats and you know I'll, I'll give you a whole bitcoin in exchange for that i will look at this man as though like whatever you're gonna send me is gonna like be a virus like you <laughs> you go to the other side of the street sir do not speak to me about my bitcoin anymore <laughs> like honestly that's yeah. just how I feel. I and you, you present a very valid question. Like, where does this, where does this then stop? Um, what about? And I'd love to hear what what either you've heard or what your what you think of the idea of like, hey guys, like, why not just do this as a layer two? Like, why yeah. does this have to be done on the actual yeah, so blockchain? So that's a good point. Um, and I've kind of, I've heard Casey Rodemar, the guy that invented ordinals, uh, speak about this. And basically he was saying, not that he started uh, shit coining, but he's kind of like, hey, I want to bring Bitcoin to the masses. And at first he's like, he had art, digital art that he wanted to distribute. And he's like, I tried doing it on testnet on, on Ethereum. He's like, I never shipped it. Like, you know, never, I, don't, I didn't, he said he didn't hold ETH. I'll believe him at his word for that. 
But basically, he's like, I was trying to do this on ETH, and I'm like, this is literally dog shit. Like their code, the base lane chair, uh, base lane, uh, base chain of the code. And he was basically saying that, you know, on Ethereum, like when you say, oh, I own this NFT, he's like, a lot of time it's like a server at Amazon. Like Amazon could be like, oh, like the Ethereum Foundation didn't pay their bills this month. Like we're reversing these, not reversing these transactions, but yeah, in Ethereum, reversing the transactions, or you don't actually own this. Like you go to like, go where your NFT is and the server's down because they didn't pay their bill. So he said like, and he saw this on a lot of different blockchains. So at first he was thinking like, oh, I want to put art that like lives forever in Bitcoin. And then he was like, well, maybe there's like an experience that like, hey, like you have to do it on Bitcoin and not on your shitcoin. So now they're learning about Bitcoin. And then one of the ingenious things about ordinals, I made a joke about it last week when we were talking, is that he requ it requires your own node. Like he does not provide the, the own node. And you could run a prune node or a simpler node or a light, light case node but you have to run a bitcoin node on your computer like it can be on the back end or you could be running it but at the same time it's like oh i need to learn how to run a bitcoin node and he's getting more shit corners to to run bitcoin nodes than like probably any other project in in recent years i would say or or you know at, like a lot of times like like ledger live like they are running a node for you so like while you see your balance and you connect it to your phone your app and your device like you are using their node in this project, you have to run your own node in order to do the whole Ordinals thing. Obviously, you can go to ordinals.com and you're like using that node. But if you want to partake and you want to have an inscription and do all of that, like it's your own node, which is it's cool. It's it's like he's bringing shitcoiners over and he's like, I want to bring shitcoiners over and like kind of dangle the the carrot and the stick if like I'm not going to hit you with the stick. But like, hey, you love these NFTs and hey, you love all this shit. But like you got to do it over on Bitcoin. So I thought it was kind of interesting. Casey's like uh, orange pilling of the shit coiners is definitely fascinating for sure. I mean, look, I, like I can't argue with the fact that we've seen more nodes, Bitcoin nodes turn on as a result of ordinals than quite possibly any event in the history of just Bitcoin's run up like usually when the price yeah. goes up you're not really seeing like nodes like come nodes. online no you see like more wallets but to your point like they're all connecting to an exchange what, or yeah. uh you know whatever it may be basically yeah so, so you can't argue with the logic of like hey we're, we're onboarding a lot of people and i i respect that i appreciate that you're doing a hell of a lot more work than than i am just having individual conversations with friends and family before they laugh me out of the room but you know, I do think, again, and I go back to this idea that like we just we have a, a certain financial privilege, like sh like pun intended. Yeah, shout out, shout out, Alex Gladstein. Like we have the privilege to play with ordinals on the main network, like plain and simple. Um, I I don't think that luxury is provided to everyone in the world who needs Bitcoin right now, while many of us can just you know huddle. Yeah. That's it. Like, oh, <laughs> like, I'm talking about myself for the most part. Like, I'm the privileged person who like doesn't need Bitcoin, and I just hodl it. So, if you feel attacked, don't worry. Like, you're in the same boat as I am. I, I want to throw in a story real quick. This uh, this got announced a couple days ago. So, Argentina, obviously, they're experiencing uh, in like a hyperinflation crisis, and the numbers just came in for 2022, and it said that if you held Bitcoin. As of like a few days ago, if you held Bitcoin for all of 2022 or even maybe the tail end of 2021, you've had a better 
like you've gained money or purchasing power relative to the Argentinian peso. Even though Bitcoin has crashed 70%, the Argentinian peso has crashed that much more that you've gained purchasing power in Argentinian pesos, which is phenomenal. Like, I, I mean, not phenomenal. It's good for Argentinian Bitcoin holders, but horrible for the country of Argentina. I mean, February 1st, their banks devalued it like 10 to 1, meaning that like if you had $50,000 in the bank, they took $45,000 and you were left with $5,000 that they devalued it basically, which is it's criminal. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the clips and linking this Argentina to Lebanon. I understand they're in different parts of the world, but like Lebanon, people are like burning down banks or like threatening bank executives. And like they like civil unrest is happening there because their currency is hyperinflating away. And I think Lebanon's even worse. It's worse in the sense that they're like, yeah, we're holding your own money and you're not allowed to take it out. Where Argentina is like, even though they're confiscating it, they're like, oh, we're devaluing it. So like, you still have your money, but like we devalued it and all that, like where Lebanon, you can't even get a hold of your money. So even though you've gone down 90% purchasing power in Lebanon, it might be like that you don't even have it. And there's many stores of people with sick family members that like they can't pay for the treatments because their money's locked up in a bank. And they're like, we want it. Like I'm robbing this bank to get my own money out of the bank. And it's hor it's horrible, but like, that's the state of the world right now. And we, like you and I can talk about for privileged first world country for sure but like things are not good in emerging markets or developing nations and it's it's kind of like the dollar milkshake theory that like all these other currencies are going to experience hyperinflation events and they're going to go into the euro the yen the you know chinese yuan the us dollar and like ultimately there'll be like a few good currencies but most of these countries are going to be like and outlined once again in check your financial privilege basically it's kind of like these more colonizing nations are going to get the privilege and then eventually, once it all collapses into those big currencies, then we will experience our own hyperinflation crises. Uh, you know, I mean, we've had 8% inflation over the last 18 months, 24 months, uh, which is not good, but it's much better than a lot of other parts of the world. Uh, sorry for my long rant there, but I don't know if there's anything you want to add there, Q. Or why you don't apologize. Keep like keep ranting. Like I was just going to chime in with like, you know, we saw similar stuff out of Nigeria at an earlier point this calendar year. Sri Lanka. Yeah, like it's, again, there are parts of the world that need Bitcoin today right now. And then there are, you know, the developed countries that most of the people that we interact with on a day-to-day -day basis live in, reside in, and benefit from these systems. Um, the scary and sad part, honestly, the scary and sad part, in my opinion, at least, is like, there's no outside of something like Bitcoin. There's no real solution offered to these smaller countries. You're just sort of like dealing with the inevitable collapse of their monies. And then at the same time, you're trying to, I think, figure out a way if you're in that country to just survive. But your government's not of any help. The, a moment where, hey, appropriate foreign aid like we would welcome it like that's not coming in any way that's help helpful to you so all right we're, we're going down a rabbit hole here yeah um i wanted to you know while while we're, while our hearts are bleeding this is just i read this story and i was like you've got to be kidding me so guess what all the people holding a the celsius bag just got uh, I'm not sure. They got their 1099 tax returns. No. From Celsius 
requiring them to pay income taxes on the money that is trapped that they will not get access to from Celsius. So wait, okay. So I guess tell me so this. You earn and, interest. Yeah. So it's only on the interest though. It's not like yes, if I had 10,000 in there and I've got, let's just say 60 bucks, I pay on the 60 bucks, not like on a thousand 60 bucks. Right. Or whatever. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So like to okay. take, take you to, but that's still, that's example. a fucking punch in the dick. You know what I mean? Like you have my money. I'm not getting my, the money that I made interest on. You probably never will. And then on top oh, of that, yeah. though, you've got to pay the taxes on it. Cause you know, like you earn the money. You, you could have taken it out, bro. Um, look, I, I'm taking this story from somewhere else. So I'm not doxing him. He's already been doxed. This guy, uh, out of San Antonio, Doug Stringer, apparently has a right now, roughly 2.8 million dollars still tied up in Celsius at its peak was apparently worth a hundred million dollars. So he says he got a tax bill sixty seven thousand dollars that's so fucking rough let this just be a gentle reminder to get your bitcoin off of an exchange stop with the yield like that's not a real thing yield where does the yield come from as alan farrington says you know the yield was the friends we got along the way right (laughs) dude i mean (laughs) I do, like there's a part of me though that doesn't blame people because we come up in a society where you know you're taught like you know save your money with some interest and put it here and all of a sudden like you know you're you're but that's only because so of get, broken money like Q, like our but, grandparents thought of that because it was like broken like my great grandmother was making like six percent in like savings accounts and banks in like 1930s you know what I mean like I don't know it's absurd. No, like you're not wrong. Like one hundred percent, it only works because it's a broken system. But I, I think more so the the point should be that it was still ingrained in us. So this idea that we need to go chase it, and the fact that like it's presented as though it, oh, like look, we will offer you eighteen percent, just like you know, use the Celsius coin, and we'll give you eighteen percent returns. Like the only reason we thought we needed that was because we came up. With the idea that oh, like you know, I should be my money should be earning money. No, unless you put your money to work, literally buying an asset to generate you money, your money should not just be sitting in an account generating yeah. you more money. If you go and invest it in other things, sure, fine. Yeah. Like you know, McShane will call me a shit corner if I bring up equities, but like you know, like if you want to own equities, like no one's gonna stop you, like. Also, like, you know, if anyone who is pro-ordinal tries to sell you an ordinal or holds ordinals, gives you shit for owning a stock, like, just smack them in the face for me. And tell them if you want to, if you want to send me your, uh, your, your fart inscription for 12 and a half Bitcoin, you know, I'm not going to pay you the, that amount of Bitcoin, but. Um, so, okay. We, we talked the Celsius story. There's. Another one that's less heartbreaking, but I think still it's the never-ending saga of Mt. Gox. So apparently they have until March 10th to decide if they want to get nine 
10 cents on the dollar, essentially a 90% reduction in their value, but be paid out now in Bitcoin or get paid out in fiat in potential, and like they're saying like roughly nine years to get paid out, but it'll be in all fiat. Um, Chris, what are you picking? So, so you're saying it's either it's 100% fiat potentially over nine years? Potentially, but not over nine years. In nine years after litigation. So there's no guarantee. All right. Or, te- or 10% of the stack in Bitcoin. In Bitcoin right now. Oh, I mean. I the think fact that you to, thought about I, I, it. Is, I think you just got to take the loss and take the Bitcoin. That's what I'm well, doing. Absolutely. You just take, like, personally. I mean, like, I, I, don't, I don't know what the US dollar is going to be worth in nine years. Like, no, I'm just, like, weighing it out. Like, I think you just got to take, you got to write your loss off. Maybe you can get beneficial tax treatment and say that you took a 90% loss on your investment. Yeah. Shout out Real Bitcoin Dog. He knows what's up. Who also? I heard, I heard. I heard one of the uh, the biggest creditors of the Mount Gox thing said he was taking the Bitcoin or taking his payout in Bitcoin uh, and wasn't planning on selling it. At least maybe that was color commentary. But so wait, he was saying that he's going to take the the ten percent. He's. Uh, I didn't know it was a reduction in cost. He said he was going to take his payout in Bitcoin. He's not selling. He's like. He's like, yeah. Like when I get paid out of my Mount Gox thing, I'm not dumping these on the market. Like I'm. I'm. I'm hodling them, which is good. Props to him. He's probably an OG Bitcoiner. Mm, maybe. He, maybe he's he, just saying he, that so the market doesn't get spooked. But he's just gonna like. So slowly. he's trying to dump. <laughs> yeah, like. If you've if you've learned nothing in the last six months, never take anyone's word at face value. So when we see those Mount Gox, Mount Gox coins move like twice, like very quickly, it leaves the Mount Gox account and then it's in his and it's dumped back on some. <laughs> Doesn't even like, go into cold storage. <laughs> wallet to wallet. He just puts it into a blue wallet, hot wallet, just dumps it on the market. Oh, yeah. So it looks like the never-ending saga with Mount Gox will continue for the next nine years. Like, oh my god, I can't believe at one point last year we actually thought we would be like done with Mount Gox. You know, it's the crazy thing. Like, are you like, can you defer that? Like in nine years, I want the Bitcoin, but I'm holding out for hundred percent Bitcoin. Or is it like, no, like take no, it I think I, if I, if I read the article correctly, it's, it, they specify saying like you get paid in Bitcoin now or fiat in the future. Yo, that bankruptcy, like uh, fiduciary or wherever that's like being held, like, yo, we're just banking on this Bitcoin mooning in the next nine years to pay out the fiat portion or just like hold the Bitcoin that they pay out. That's so ridiculous. Right. But think of it like this, like if you're willing to wait out those nine years, but you think Bitcoin is a better money than any fiat and you think that Bitcoin could potentially... What does he need to do? 9x? 10x? No, it needs to, it literally needs to 10x. Literally 10x, yeah. To then be worth what you would get paid out in fiat. So if you think there's but a. But that's chance- in today's dollars too. Like you're not accounting like the devaluation of the dollar in nine years. Like you right, have to I'm trying to make math easy. I'm trying to make the math easy. I don't want to. De- yeah. I don't want to deal with the, yeah, yeah. the decreasing value of the dollar on top of the increase. But I just want to, like, if you think Bitcoin 10x is in the next nine years, like, if you're a Mt. Cox, like, credit holder, like, you take the Bitcoin right now. It, that that to me is the no brainer part. Because yeah. if you think it even t- it more than 10x is, then you're literally leaving money on the table. 
Well, I, I mean, I'm assuming realistically, like what's Bitcoin's market right now? We're at 400 billion, 450 billion. The gold market cap's 20 trillion. So that's a 20X right there. So you're you're better off taking the 10% of devaluation. And I assume like the conservative case is it goes after gold as a store of value. And you tw you 20X right off there. You know what I mean? Like pretty easy numbers on that. Uh, I think it's going to do more than that. But, you know, that, that let's we'll let the market decide. The market still thinks uh, fart inscriptions are worth 12 and a half Bitcoin. So there's that. Uh, hopefully not for much longer, but uh, also just real quick while we, uh, while I did mention, you know, equities and just that stuff, um, earning season for some of our crypto adjacent or Bitcoin adjacent equities, as I like to call them, Coinbase and Block both report tomorrow, and then CoinShares will report on Wednesday. So did MicroStrategy report last week? I think I thought they just reported, or maybe it's early, it's this week. Check. May for that doesn't make sense. No, that has to be for the next quarter. Oh, they had it February second. They did it a couple weeks okay. ago. My bad. Okay. Dang, I could not find it. I was just Google searching it, and I could not find it. Like a moron. Haha. -ha. Um. I guess I'll just ask you because, like, I don't really care about being like oh proper uh because you know it, it's late night and it's honestly i still can't believe you're awake right now <laughs> Dude, i'm always up um give me the percent chance you think like we're legitimately in a new bull market uh when you say that you mean like the bottom has already happened and we're only up from here or do you like the sideways chop no, count there, as there could be there could be pullbacks there could be healthy pullbacks but like yes the bottom is in uh, I think the bottom's in. Yes. I think we're going to chop for another year because, or maybe not another year, another, at least another six months, because then we will be about six months out from the happening. And then normally the bull markets are 18 months after the happening is like where it rips, it peaks around there, 17, 18, 19 months. And then we, the, the bottom falls out again. You know, the, the next dick butt scams on uh, Bitcoin will be the next thing of the bull market. Actually, I have been calling this, and I don't know if you agree, Q. My question to you, what's going to be the next scam of the next bull run from the altcoins and the shitcoins? Ordinal dumbass. <laughs> no, no, wrong, wrong. AI, AI coins. You need this oh, AI man. corn to work. Uh, buy my coin to get your AI bots to work. That's my thing. Dude, AI is like the the biggest stupid buzzword on wall street this year all you have to that's say that's how you say, know it's going to be the shit coin of the future but that's how you know the bottom's on in if i'm just real. <laughs> the oh, fact that like you can go. move the market if you just say ai enough times on an earnings call tells me that there's still a little too much froth in the market did you, did you ever watch silicon valley the show oh, we definitely loved loved silicon valley on hbo honestly Go get the HBO subscription just to go watch that for a little bit. It's great. Until Ehrlich leaves, and then it gets a little weird after that. But Ehrlich was a great part of it, in my opinion. Um, but uh, no, remember when they're doing the whole VR thing? When um, 
what when he's like yo if you mention vr or alternate reality like the vcs love that shit and like they basically do this whole like uh, incubator program for getting like vr people in i don't remember that one i remember their ico oh my gosh i what, se- what season was the vr Probably season two. It was Jin Yang was like coming up with like this. Oh, it was his VR company. Yeah. He was like, he was like, he said like octopus and he's like, yes, like Oculus. Yes. But then he was literally like catching octopus, like off like Japan's (laughs) coasts. Oh, just just honestly elite, elite comedy. So, so good. Oh, Pied Piper. You know that's literally Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. We, we only say good things about Robin Hood for now. I'll, if I invite you back, that probably means that we can say bad things about Robin Hood. <laughs> I don't mean that. Please hire me. <laughs> um, okay. So we talked about all of the fun things. Uh, do you want to talk? Which scammer do you want to talk about now? Oh man, just give me the list. You can choose from three AC, Doquan, FTX, Binance, CZ. I uh, I don't want to, can... even though I do think there's some shady shit going on at Binance. I uh, I'm giving CZ the benefit of the doubt for now, but even, although it looks like exactly what FTX was doing, like the 400 billion of like BUSD like moved, I was like, this looks like commingling of client funds if I've ever seen it. But that's just allegations. But uh, let's talk about the three arrows capital boys, Suzu and uh, Kyle Davies. You, wait, Q, you saw this news from a couple weeks ago. They were raising $30 yes. million dollars at GTX. Uh, and it's like, GTX, G comes after F. I was like, holy crap. And Arthur Hayes said, well, congrats to the boys. They actually completed their raise. I don't think they got the full $30 million, or at least I'm not sure. But uh, Bit, BitMEX had a stake in uh, Three Arrows Capital. And he's like, boys, I want to get paid. You know, lift tickets are expensive. I was like, I love you, Arthur Hayes. It's so, he tweeted that out. Like, <laughs> lift tickets are expensive. <laughs> he's like, your boy needs to get paid back first, my guy. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I mean, I like these guys have really given – you know, you and I used to joke about how like there was an old saying that, you know, I used to say and in Hollywood where it's like, you know, in Hollywood, in sports and in politics, those are the only places where you can be bad at your job, get fired and somehow end up with a promotion. Cough, Adam uh, Gase <laughs> as a uh, Jets fan. <laughs> dude, I mean, look, you, like it's like the list goes on and on. But now apparently you could be a crypto founder, specifically a crypto founder. And you can fail so gloriously that, you know, you bankrupt how many billions of dollars did 3AC burn? And then you can go out and you can raise what? Sure, they didn't get the first full 30 billion, but they got a few billion. I uh, No, like, it wasn't billion. It was million, million to start. Okay. 30, 30 million. But still, I mean, that's starting off a crypto exchange with two guys. You're basically paying their salaries and you're giving them, eight, I think it was 18 million, which is like absurd. My God. 
I mean, so you want to talk about Odell's favorite scammer of the moment right now? Wait, no, but like I want to explain. Also, isn't it called Coinflex? No. Coinflex. No, never mind. That's something else. Um, do we? Did you say what this platform that these guys are founding is actually going to be like buying and selling though? Oh is yeah, that- I didn't. I didn't mention it, but yeah, they're basically buying distressed debt. So basically, like. Basically, exactly like the Mount Gox. Like, oh, we'll buy your Mount Gox share at, you know, 5% of the value of whatever it is. So they'll get the arbitrage of if you don't take the 10% in Bitcoin, like they'll they'll buy it at 5% of the total value. And then they'll immediately exchange it in. Or, you know, they're basically just trying to do quick, like, you know, oh, we're buy your Celsius distress debt, your FTX distress thing. Like they're trying to do claims and file bankruptcy claims. I guess I it's wonder- smart for the business, but like they're like... I think it's fraudulent. They're scammers scamming people. That Dude, got literally, literally, it's like a textbook scam to me. It's like, oh, you it's like lo- loan over? sharks, like the Lord. Let me, let me help you. No, 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 you don't want the full payout. No, no, no. Like, like, trust me, trust me. Bring your, bring your, you know, your tattered remains over here. I'll take care of you. No, no, no. I'm gonna take a part of that though. I'm gonna take a cut of that. Like. I just it's like, it's like payday loans where it's like, oh, do you want your paycheck on Wednesday instead of Friday? And like we take like a 20% cut on it. Like so bad. The the irony of all of this though is like, you know what's eventually gonna sell there? If the if this platform like truly launches, will be three AC debt. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, but th- that's the worst part of it all. Like Kyle Davies's wife has like a $59 million claim on it, and Suzu has like a $2 million claim on their debt. So like they get to benefit themselves by selling themselves their own debt while collecting for themselves. You know what I mean? Like it's so we have wash trading in NFTs. We have wash trading. Like I de- genuinely believe there's wash trading in ordinals right now as well. Oh yeah, uh, without a doubt. I believe there's tons of wash trading in just the broader crypto markets. And now you got you best believe there's gonna be wash trading on these freaking debt. Like oh, yeah, this is insane. Th- they get to write it. Well, I don't know about them for bankruptcy, but you get to write off like a loss. Like you're out if you are owed that amount, that liability. But then you get to claim it on the other side as like an asset, saying like you know, oh, I can write it off and net negative it. So it's like you're still amounting the same amount of money, but you're claiming a loss in one column, and then you're getting the asset on the back end. Even if it's you know slightly distressed or worth less, but then if they get the full claim, they get to write off all. It's like this whole, like you said, it's it's wash trading and money laundering basically. One hundred percent. All right, hit me with Odell's favorite scammer of the moment. Barry Silbert, the man, <laughs> the myth, the legend, the guy of DCG. You know, the parent company of Foundry, of CoinDesk of uh genesis uh, i'm missing a couple others luxos i think is like an exchange and there's one more company in that that i'm missing but yeah like uh yeah no barry silbert owes uh gemini earned users 900 million dollars i know they were filing through bankruptcy and they're doing that whole proceeding but yeah i mean things are not looking good for dcg group a digital currency group they're trying to sell coindesk they're giving it like a 50 million dollar valuation although I think they were saying 250, but no, no one's going to pay 250 for that. Uh, they were claiming like that's like their five x their revenue over five years or something. I don't know, but yeah. Man, I mean, watching that saga unfold just v- via Twitter, much like everyone else, and just it's like 
Look, I don't think Barry Silver is in the right here. I don't. I think he's very, like, doing something shady. I think if you haven't seen Odell's conversation with Peter McCormick, he does a really good job, I think, of explaining what yeah. a reasonable expectation and what at least the right moral thing to do. And I kind of, you know, I don't agree with Odell on everything, just like 99% of what he says, and this falls into the 99%. Um, I just think that it raises a – to me, it raises a little bit of a question that like, you know, the Winklevire just – keep finding themselves in these situations where like they they team up with kind of this guy who ends up more or less fucking them over because he's smarter <laughs> than them. <laughs> they're just on the receiving end of it all. Okay? <laughs> like, look, they're going to sue the shit out of Barry Silver. They sued the shit out of Zuckerberg too. Like, look, at a certain that's point, been a you got to look yourself plan. in the mirror and be like, why do I keep getting fucked over by the computer science nerds? <laughs> it's been a good bet, though. It's, they made some good money with these bets of like, even though they lose a shit ton, they hey, like... Man, they got great lawyers. That family's got great lawyers. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> they get dunked on by nerds. Seriously, <laughs> Revenge like... of the nerds. These two uh, crew guys from Harvard just keep getting dunked on. They clearly fucked with the nerds back in elementary school like a little too hard, and like you know, it went up the food chain of like, hey, if you ever can, fuck them over, best and you then, got. And then we've got your favorite uh, elected official cue, uh, Gary Gensler, coming <laughs> over the top and hitting both of them with lawsuits from the SEC. I mean, look, Papa Gensler is just, you know. I don't know who he protects. I'm really convinced that you're like, oh, Gary, I was shot. And he's like, takes a gun and points it at your head and pulls the trigger. Like, that's what he does to everyone. Like, yo, we're out here protecting investors. But they just wait for the damage to be done first. So so you know what I think Gary's angle is, right? No. I've never told you this. I I had a long conversation with Mick Shane about this. I think you mentioned it, but enlighten me again. I think he genuinely wants to talk at the Bitcoin conference. I, uh-huh. I think that he is like just trying to be a like he sees someone like Michael Saylor turn into a celebrity overnight in the Bitcoin community. And he's like, I want that. I want to be. I think he watches, he used to watch Bitcoin Magazine Live. He loves the nickname Papa Gensler. And he is so down to come talk at the Bitcoin conference. Really, what I think he's doing, like in all seriousness, he's just playing politics and i think he wants to go get a job at a crypto company in the regulatory side um ideal like maybe most likely with a bitcoin company um but i kind of think that's that's really what he's trying to do that's actually funny like i was thinking like what's his game plan i think he's due up in 2025 is when his term ends 
Uh, you know, we don't know who the president will be then, but very well, he could get elected again. If not, if they want to put their own person in, depending if it's Republicans or Democrats, what they decide to do. But to your point, like how funny it would be. He's like, yo, all many of these are like illegal securities and then goes, joins a crypto exchange that lists their own like exchange token and like goes into the degeneracy that is like, yo, protect us. I, I do think it would make more sense if he wants to join a Bitcoin company, like a Bitcoin exchange, like. I, like I, I don't want to throw names out there, but in exchange is Bitcoin only. So let's just go with that, or or you know, stick with that. Mallers, basically. come on, Mallers, just hire him. Hire Papa Gensler to run government relations for Strike, and I'm telling you, a lot of your headaches go away. Jamie Diamond and Gary Gensler duking it oh, out. Give me some popcorn, and I will live stream that for everyone, please. Would Jamie Dimon goes at, goes after the little guy to be like, yo, I want to fucking regulate you. He's like, yo, my regulators, my homeboys aren't going to do that, my guys. So I think that'd be interesting. We'll see. Um, okay. I know you want to give Binance the benefit of the doubt, so we don't have to go into the to all of that. I'm just going to read some things from literal quotes from Binance's chief strategy officer, Patrick. I'll caveat. Hayden. I'll caveat one thing. I'm giving Binance the benefit of the doubt because they're the only one that hasn't rugged their clients completely. They, they've yeah. rugged certain people. Yeah. I, I, they, yeah. I will agree with that. But yet. It, it, yet, I will agree. It looks like, I mean, there was like $400 million for Binance USA that moved and a bunch of the execs at Binance USA are like, we didn't authorize this. We don't know how it did. It literally looks like, you know, CZ was just moving money around exactly like SBF did with FTX before it collapsed. I'm not saying it's, if it's going to collapse, I'm not saying that it's going to collapse. I'm not saying that they are rugging clients, but I'm saying if you got money as in Bitcoin on Binance, self-custody Bitcoin, what, what are you doing right now? Like all these exchanges are collapsing. It's only a matter of time. Okay. So I want to read these quotes from, again, I want to repeat his job title so it really it hits home for everyone. He is Binance's chief strategy officer, Patrick Hillman. Okay, their chief strategy officer. Not like a C-suite exec, I don't think, but just, you know, up there. The man says to the Wall Street Journal that Binance was founded and run early on by Quote, software engineers that were not familiar with laws or rules designed to fight bribery, money laundering, and economic sanctions, end quote. And then he goes on to say that Binance is, quote, working with regulators to figure out what are the re remediations we have to go through now to make amends for that, that being the fact that they didn't know the laws when they first founded the company. So he kind of just like, I don't know, I took that as uh, an admission of guilt to a degree. Like, you know what? We did fuck up those things, which honestly to me just begs the question of like, okay, if you guys are willing to admit you guys messed these things up, what is it that you actually are doing that you don't want us to figure out? That you're willing to like so quickly, like, all right, yeah, 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 here you go. Here You want your fine money? Here you go. Here's your fine. Now, don't, don't keep looking behind the magic window because you don't want to i don't know am i too much tinfoil hat for you chris no I, I think there's uh when there's smoke there's fire but i don't know that's just me <laughs> i mean where do they operate out of they're out of malta right isn't that where binance is technically based out of is it well, i thought it was singapore 
Uh, I don't think it's Singapore. I think that was, you know, uh, Doquan with Terra Luna. I think they're at base out of Malta, but I could be wrong. They're looking for uh, regulatory arbitrage. I'll look it up while we're, while we're talking. Okay. Um, I got one more story that's like kind of serious, but you're going to get so annoyed that I'm telling you this. But like, you know, if you've been following Chris and I's conversation for the last year, you know how important of a topic this is. But you know what's flashing on my indicators last week? Know what? Wheat. Back on the menu, boys. Back on the menu. Um, look, this was just like uh, it. It came across my my desk essentially. I'll just say it like that to make myself sound more important than I actually am. Um, companies that produce or consume wheat have have the largest share of long positions on wheat futures since 2019. In 2019, it was worth about $450, and then it hit all the way to a high of about $1,350. You know, if you know me, you know I bring you hard-hitting facts about Bitcoin, sports, and wheat. Those are the only things I will ever talk to you about on the investment standpoint because, you know, it's a stable crop. Don't forget, you can also buy water futures because, like, that's the uh, post-apocalyptic world that uh, Chicago Stock Exchange believes that we will head towards we talked about that a couple times right just about like how fucked up it is that the part of my french that uh actually what the fuck am i saying this is my show i'll say fuck if i want to um like how fucked up it is that you know you can buy water futures on the futures market because they view it as like a commodity that is at risk yeah, I mean, I, I'm assuming it's at like a small spread for basis point. What's worse? I, I mean, I, I know water is obviously, you know, you need it to live, obviously. But what do you think is more fucked up that you can basically bet on a country to default on their currency and basically expend, like experience economic warfare or, you know, their currency hyperinflate or that you're betting on water or wheat or stuff like that? Like, so like I know saying, water is more. Like, yeah, so what's but like to be specific, you're essentially saying like credit default swap. Yeah, on, literally on sovereign debt. Yeah. So the fact the what is more fucked up, a sovereign debt credit default swap, or playing the water. I, I like water is such a different level to me than wheat. That like, quite frankly, dude, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say water, and the yeah. reason I'm gonna say water is like we can exist without fiat currency. We can exist without you know money without countries. We have you know so, what we but- haven't existed without water the uh the thing that's interesting though is normally you're take you're buying contracts so like i don't know how they're not like barrels of water maybe it is no. barrels of water but like tankers no, of what you're not you're not you're not buying like you're no, 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 no. you're buying contracts. you don't have to take delivery but like in the event that things get shit goes hits the fan you have they force you to take delivery right but also like keep in mind like you and i are not even like licensed enough you might be i'm not to go like trade commodities in the Chicago market. Yeah. Well, did you hear about, I just say this because there was a guy that like was buying, uh, he found that there was a bad case of salmonella like five or six years ago. So he bought a contract of eggs and like, these were the few that were good. And they basically, since the crops, since it was so short, meaning that there was enough demand, they forced him to take acceptance of the eggs. Uh, so he took, <laughs> he accepted like, 
it was something like 18,000 eggs or something Shut like that. <laughs> Dude, he literally bought like metric tons of it. He's like a metric ton is like 6,000 eggs. I forget what it was. So he's like, I've been living off like farm raised eggs out of my house and like selling what? them. He's eating them? He didn't try to sell them? He was trying to sell them, but how do you get rid of that many eggs? Dude, I'm going to the farmer's market every weekend. I'm <laughs> literally saying I bought too many eggs on the futures market. Honestly, though, like that's that's a I like that karma. Like, he made a lot of money market. on it, and since they were farmers' fresh eggs, they don't go bad. Like, actually, you should know this. Did, did P ever tell you this? That like eggs don't go bad. Like you can leave them out at room temperature, and like if they're not like uh, I don't know if they put a coating on it. Like a lot of times, but they won't go bad if you just leave it in a bowl, like in your kitchen, which I never really knew. I, I don't own my own chickens, of course. No, but, yeah, crazy. In every other country, like eggs are not in the the refrigerated section. Only in America yeah. are they. That's wild. Yeah. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. I need to be more cultured, you know. Dude, the things they do to the food in America is honestly just deplorable um do you ever watch the food blog uh i think it's insider foods or food insider no i don't i i like their stuff because some of their videos they do like oh like this is like your favorite fast food in america these are all the ingredients and like this is the same order in the same fast food restaurant from the uk because you know i still eat trash garbage food because you know i like to eat it bite me um and like they talk about how like oh like this ingredient that's found in like us's red gatorade is actually not found in the uk's red gatorade because it's considered like a cancerous dye and you're yeah, just oh, like yeah. wait what and there's like an ingredient in like domino's uh pepperonis in the u.s that again is like considered like a uh not safe for human consumption chemical in the UK and it's not in the UK's uh Domino's pepperoni. Yeah, like it's these funny. Like, like the FDA does like various things, but then it does not do other things. Like it, it's like, oh, like they'll restrict people from creating their own food or like catching their own rainwater, but then it's like, oh, but if you regulate the private sector, that's not allowed. Like, you know, it's like the complete reverse of like uh, you know, protecting the people like you can't do your own thing, but if we protect the private sector first, but it is what it is. All right. Before I let you go, because we are, we are coming up on the hour and you have graced me with your presence. And this has just been absolute, this has been so much fun. Just like, thanks man. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to of be back. Course. But I need your help with something. So, so, starting to know you could have just called me earlier. My guy. <laughs> I mean, dude, I don't want to even start with that discussion because i'm still so annoyed like i like i was like it like light bulb clicked in my head and i genuinely couldn't do it on that laptop or on that desktop but we can anyways, get it to work we'll, we'll do it later i, I i'm gonna take you up on that because i didn't have to hit you up to set up the stream which i was really i honestly was so proud of myself that i got it to <laughs> i'm proud out. of you man although like as you saw today like i was having a little bit of a hard time but okay not the thing that i needed help with the thing i need help with is uh i'm going to I'm going to just call them my first sponsor, but uh, I'm, I need to come up with an affiliate code for my uh, Bitcoin bag or Bitcoin conference promo code. So I figured I'll do it live on camera with you of like, what should I have my code be? 
Uh, it's got to be a four, at least four letters. Unfortunately, the API we have, it's got to be at least four letters, and I think it's a max of 12. So you can't be like so should Q23. I do, should I do, but should I do like Q, 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 like four Qs? Just like that would Q. be pretty funny. I think Q2023 would work as well, but Q, 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 Q would work. You're gonna get a lot of people like, "Yo, why am I looking at the Nasdaq though?" But that's the like that's the joke. <laughs> yeah. Like to me, that's the joke. Some Bitcoiners might actually get really upset by that. Um, I think either four Qs or Q twenty twenty three works. Okay, I don't hate that. I don't hate that. I got to talk to my agent. She's <laughs> uh over Bitcoin Magazine, so I'll, I'll talk to her and see what she says. Who's your agent? You, you text me who the, your insider is. I, I will text. Insider. I will text you who my agent is, who approves all of my career decisions at this point going forward. I think I, I mean, know it is, but <laughs> I have a guess um, at two people. But Chris, when is your next interview coming out? What do you got cooking up at Bitcoin Magazine? Tell the yeah. three people who are still awake watching us what you got going on. Yeah, so tomorrow we got Where Are They Now, which is basically taking after 10 months after pitch day happened at 2022. Tomorrow will be uh, Moon Mortgage talking about where they are, what they've done, what's on their roadmap. Uh, on this Wednesday, we have uh, Freedom Money. So we have Matt O'Dell interviewing Abubakar, I believe is his name. Uh, he is a programmer, young kid out of Nigeria or in uh, he's in Africa awesome Bitcoiner, really, really humble. And, uh, you know, then on Thursday, we've got FedWatch with Ansel and CK and come to the Bitcoin conference. Since Q doesn't have his code, I'm going to show my own, uh, Alamo 10. So that's A-L-A-I-M-O 10. Uh, and you can get, you know, 10% off your tickets for Bitcoin 2023. You go to b.tc forward slash conference. Uh, so yeah, thanks for having me, Q. It's been a pleasure always. It is an absolute Nope. Damn it. Uh, there we go. And it's always a pleasure to see you, my good friend. To everyone watching, thank you for sticking around. We will be back tomorrow night at the same time, and I will be joined by none other than Real Bitcoin Dog, and we're going to be doing it live and in person together. Oh, so nice. He is going to come to my mother's basement, and we're going to do it down here. So come tune in for that. Until next time.